It's me, everybody. Hey, hey, everybody. Hey, it's me. It's Johnny. Welcome to a new episode of Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. This is kind of a unique episode. It's a special one. I recorded it a long I recorded it a long time ago. But first, let me just get this party started. that real quick okay welcome to live to tape this is johnny pemberton this is the podcast of the name i just said and thanks for being here like i said earlier this is not your average episode i recorded this oh, quite a while ago when i first started recording the blocks of episodes that would eventually become the first four episodes when this new podcast launched yes i used to do a different podcast called live called <laughs> called Twisting the Wind, which you can still listen to if you haven't listened to it, but you probably have. I think you probably followed me over here, which is to say the same place. So uh, I recorded this a while ago, so uh, it's not going to sound like the most recent episode, even though it is. I had it in the bank for a while because for various reasons, I didn't feel like releasing it because I didn't think it was ready to be released. And uh, you'll hear it. You see, I just didn't think it was ready, but now I think it's time. I have recorded this little preamble that you're listening to right now. So this technically is live to tape, but it's live in a different time than the thing that you're about to hear was recorded. So it's two two different pieces of tape that have been fused together to create one. Does it matter? No. If it does, does it matter? Yes. Do I care? No. Do you care? I don't know. Either way, what I'm saying is, please enjoy this, given that it was recorded at a time when some of the things said may no longer be factually incorrect. I think I talk about promoting the TV show that I used to work on uh, that's no longer on the TV. So there you go. That's probably the preeminent piece of factual incorrectness. Otherwise, it's pretty enjoyable. Like most things, 
people don't change and it's pretty much the same as it always ever, ever was, ever never shall be as it was for here and there throughout time. Together, here we are in that once we got it. So please make sure you rate and review. I'm going to have Dicker tell you this. What you need to do here is make sure you rate and review the podcast, okay? What you do is you go on into iTunes or Stitcher. I don't even know if either of those things are still around anymore, but you go into them. You put down your number of likes and you put down a review like this made me feel good even though I was dying in a puddle of quicksand made of my own shit. You put that down in the descriptor and you do that. Rate and review and also make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, then you're not getting the dose. You're not getting that download right when it's ready. It's like a phone call without being the being problematic like a phone call. So you're going to get that subscription. So do that. Subscribe, rate, and review. Also know that there's going to be a Patreon set up for this podcast soon. And there's going to be some real cool things in store for that. And you know, when I say it's real cool, it's real cool. I'm talking about custom items and things that you can't get anywhere else, no matter how much you search, pay, look, or dig. You won't be able to get them unless you're part of this Patreon. You join into this Patreon and you will feel the blessings of the pulsing universe inside your mind and body. So look out for that. It's on the horizon. I'm talking about a week here. A week tops. A week tops. So look out for the next episode featuring a type of Patreon activity inside of it, okay? All that being said, thank you for listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. It's a joy to create this. It's a joy anytime I see someone in public and they say, I love this podcast. Maybe it's not in public, but anytime I get a compliment of that nature, it means more to me, to him, because I'm not him. I am me. I am it. I am that. I am that which refers to itself as this. And Bric-a-Brac. I'm, also, I'm known as Bric-a-Brac, the patron saint of guzzling also known as Big Swig, also known as a light mouse, a mouse that's been embedded with a red LED that often will scuttle across a roadway to distract drivers from problems that they're occurring. And if you hit the mouse, if you strike it with your tires, it will cause your car to be... destroyed. It'll cause your car to be destroyed in a way you've never had a car destroyed before. If you didn't understand that, then you need to know that light mice are real. Light mice are little LED embedded mice that run across roadways at night and distract drivers from their problems in order to try to strike the mouse when they think it might actually just be a hallucination due to taking methamphetamines or other type of chemical salts that are in our environment, such as chemtrails. You got it? Totally. It makes sense now, right? So cool. So rate, review, subscribe. And uh, the email is live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's L I V E T O T 
T-A-P-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Send me your instrumental tracks if you wish. Or anything else you feel the need to send. Live to tape podcast at gmail.com. The song you heard at the beginning of the podcast intro piece there was something by a guy named Sir Mac Rice. And the song is called Muhammad Ali. Please enjoy the rest of this experience here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy this episode. Recorded a long time ago. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Live to Tape with. Uh, hello. Hi. 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 Hello. Hi. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton, the executive buffet here on Feral Audio. It's a podcast network run by artists for artists, all under the watchful. Uh, audio listening eye of Dustin Marshall. Do you want to help out? Do you want to donate? Do you want to add to this podcast and others on Feral Audio Network? Yes. Go to feralaudio.com and click on the the thing, the button about Amazon. When you shop on Amazon, which you know you do because you need things in your life to maintain your status or whatever it is you're doing, you buy those things and they and you buy you buy those things and then we get what a percentage of that. And that's how you should do it. Uh, you can donate in the form of emailing uh, emailing live to tape. Or, which is not an established email address yet, but we'll figure something out. Uh, you can do that, but the best way to do it is to shop on Amazon to donate to the podcast, okay? Uh, once again, you're listening to Live to Tape, which is a live studio podcast recorded here in Burbank at Feral Audio. There's no editing whatsoever. It's just it's just live to tape. Uh, 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 so go ahead, go to that website and donate to us. Do it. You better do it. If you don't do it, someone else is going to do it, and you're not going to want to do what you did to them. Uh, hey, Elise. That's me. Oh, you don't sound so good. How about now? Say something, Mom. Say something, Mom. This is a welcome to your welcome to the podcast. This is a podcast. Hi, it's Johnny here. I have my announcer, Dick or Troy, talking to you before to enter the podcast. Um, this is a special edition of of Live to Tape. Uh, they all are live uh, special editions, but this I have today. I have my mother, Elise Pemberton, here. Have you ever done this before? No, you haven't. What do you think? It's good. It's good. How do you think you sound? Make me sound funny. You already do sound funny. You sound stupid, Elise. <laughs> Just kidding. You don't sound stupid. You're so sweet. Yeah. Um, let me get you so you... How do you sound now? Talk some more. Talk. I'm doing okay. Okay, Mom. So where were you born? I was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So you were born there. and uh, How come you were born in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Because my mom and dad lived there. But why they lived there? Because he was... Your, your grandfather was in the... 
Air Force. Right. Well, why would you be in the Air Force in Tulsa? Well, he was working for the FAA. Okay. The Federal Aeronautic Aviation Administration. Yeah. Mm. Or the Federal Aviation Administration, is that what it is? It's yes. the Federal Aviation Administration. That's right. The F- what did he do for the FAA? He was a so aircraft mechanic. But how do you work? I thought the FAA doesn't, they don't own planes. They just tell you what to do with the planes, right? You could ask Uncle Lee. Okay. But your dad has since passed away. Right. He's deceased. Yes. Yes. 14 um, years ago. Was that, was it, was it yeah. that long ago? 2002. Years ago. Jeez. It's a long time ago. It is. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that long ago. Yeah, it was 81. 81. 81. He was 81. I thought he was younger than that. He just turned 81 almost, yeah. He was 81. Okay. Well, that's good, mm-hmm. I guess. That that bodes well for me and for right. you. Yeah. So he, you grew up in Tulsa. How, how old were you when you left Tulsa? I'm trying to get a family history here. This is the point of this. This is a posterity. We've never talked about this ever. We've talked about it, but it's uh, now <laughs> it's it's recorded for posterity. Well, and I think moved, it's uh, yeah. I think all stories are interesting if you tell them the right way. Yeah, just when we moved to Oklahoma City. But you moved to Oklahoma City? Yeah, for a few years. I so, was in grade school there. So you're an Okie. Kind of. Do you think you're a redneck? Probably. <clears throat> Probably. I know. I think my mom wrapped birthday presents in aluminum foil. Is that true? <laughs> That, would, that seems like what a rich person would do because aluminum foil is kind of expensive, isn't it? Yeah, but it's on hand. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, I've never heard that before. Is that a thing? Is yeah. That a, is that a known thing? Well, it's kind of a, foil? When I saw that on one of those, we might be a redneck if, and okay. I saw that, and I thought, oh, my God, I think that was something we did. I know it was. <laughs> really? But you I like Jeff Foxworthy really, a lot, Yeah, like, he's great. Yeah. He's great. He's a good. He's a mellow guy. I know. It just keeps going. But why did you guys move to Oklahoma City? He was working again with the, um, he was working on an air base there. He was? Yeah. They have an air base in Oklahoma City? Yeah. But then what, at what point did you guys move to Louisiana? Because I always knew, for a long time growing up, I was like, my mom's from Louisiana. Right. Well, I was the only, I was in a transition age. You were? Age like 11, 12. Right you were transitioning? There. Yeah, that's when we moved down there. <laughs> you weren't transitioning. I was. You weren't, you're not. You've always been a woman. <laughs> yeah, right. I have, so far. That's tell all everyone, you need to know. Tell everyone what your neighbor said about the, uh, how, why she won't shop. Yeah, Mom, she's not going to hear this. She's not going to hear this. My, you, how can you, how can okay. you say that? She's not going to well, listen to this. If she listens to this, tar- you're not going to say anything bad. You're not saying anything. Well, then. Okay, yeah. you, my no, mom, my mom shop. lives in Rochester, Minnesota, which is a small, was a medium-sized small town. It's where I grew up. I, I've only known Rochester. It's where I grew up until I went to college. And you live in a neighborhood, a, a reasonable Everyone, everything's white there. It's, everyone's, it's all white people. It's pretty much know, all to, white people. You used to think everyone was a doctor. Well, I really did, <laughs> but because everyone was a doctor in Rochester. Right. The, the lanes, all, both of our neighbors are doctors, aren't they? Yeah. Or close to it. At least in this neighborhood, it's, it's definitely that way. And more doctors in the 20 square miles than any city in the United States. <laughs> yeah. I used to say you could cut your, if you lost your, if you, your head, if you were decapitated within two blocks, you have the emergency room. You could probably be, be okay. That's right. But so Take you, care of you, your neighbors, um, the, they are conservative. <laughs> they <laughs> but are. You're friends with them. Yes. Your friends. I know. They, they like watch the dog. They do all kinds of stuff, they right? They're nice that. people. Yeah. But what did she say about about? Um, well, no more shopping at Target. Why is she not going to shop at Target anymore? Because they changed the labeling of their bathrooms. Right. Because to they reflect. Because they allow more uh, open use for different for, groups of people. For, for transgender yeah, people. more options. So we'll no longer shop at Target because they accommodate people 
uh, of a they accommodate people. <laughs> That's so funny. Huck, but you never said it. Mom, it's already, the cat's out of the bag. You can say what you want. Okay. We can, I'll get the wine out in a minute here and really okay, get, okay. You, get you lubricated. <laughs> so, yes. But, that's, uh, what did you say to her about that? anything? No, I just I'll t- couldn't believe it. Is, uh, hard, she's, I was uh, hoping that she would. I've, I've talked with her before because it's, she's one of those people, there's a certain style of conservative that's hard to combat because they are, they're so nice, so kind, and so pleasant that... A lot of times they come out the gate. This is how she'd say it. She'd say, "Well, we're just, we're just, I don't know about you, but we're just not sharpening a target anymore because of the whole bathroom thing." And it's like, "Wait, you're saying that? You sound so nice, but technically, what you're saying is coming from a hateful place." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she one time I was helping her get some uh, get some uh, cokes out of the fridge in the basement at their house. This was probably like ten years ago during Christmas, maybe more. And I go down there, and she says, "This is when Bush was president." Oh, so yeah, yeah, George yeah. W. Bush, and she says G-W. to me, she says to me, well, I don't know what you think about our president, but I just love him. He's just such a such a uh, an honest straight shooter, and you can't. I can't. What am I going to say? I can't say anything against that. I just go, uh, yeah, because you can't. Because she's the way she says it is such a thing that kind of hard to. It's hard it's, to, to just, because she opens it up with the thing where it's hard to fly in the face of that, right. It's, you makes she so makes nice. you to be an a, you're an asshole if you if you condes, if you say something the opposite of what she's established in a really nice way even though technically she's saying something that's hateful. <laughs> it's okay. It's out of the bag. She's not going to listen. I know. If she does listen, we we haven't said anything bad about her. No, I love. We just friend. said that she I even though she's her. Catholic, she's, yes. she's great. She's Catholic, but the Catholics are. I think that mindset's going to die off with the people who believe it. Well, you know what I think? Do you think that? Yes, I I think there's huge problems with that. Right. It's not going away too fast, but but I think it will die with the people who are who believe that. Right. Because certain people aren't they don't they're anti-progressive like the French. They are. The, the French, French are pretty anti-progressive. I like the French. I'm I French. Like the French. You're too. French. I'm French. Your well, middle name is French Huguenot. Yeah, but the Huguenots are German. Right. They're Eastern France. That's right. So that the Alsace region has changed hands. Many, More, times. many, many times. So you guys, when did you guys move? You moved to Louisiana at age 11? Yeah, and I started at St. Francis Cabrini Catholic School. Speaking right. of Catholics. Yeah, you're, so you grew up Catholic. Yeah. And you're the oldest of three. You have a, so you yeah. have a younger sister named Ellen. Right. And you have a younger brother named Lee. Lee. And, but you, so you I'm guys. I'm the oldest. Yeah, so you were born in Tulsa. So, you, so you're an Oki. Kind you consider of. yourself an Oki? I know. I came from the same town as Josh Fadum. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. My family, my family loves, <laughs> are huge fans of the comedy of Josh Fadum and yes, the persona. I think he's great. I think yeah. he's great too. Fun. He's the greatest, funniest guy I know. No. Well, so, but his grandpa, grandpa's not from Tulsa, from Oklahoma, is he? He was born in Tulsa too. He was. He so went to, he's he graduated from Will Rogers High School. He did. So he's from Tulsa. Yeah. Uh, what about grandma? Well, she grew up in Louisiana. She grew up in St. Oh, Joseph, Louisiana. So she's from Louisiana. Yeah. But the the supposed uh, Native American, American Indian side of our family, which side is it on? Dad, your grandpa. You okay. know that. You can tell. Right. You definitely can tell. <laughs> it's weird. Because so many people say that, you know, it's like a stereotype thing now. It was to say, is a lot of white people will say, well, I'm actually a quarter. I'm actually 164th Cherokee or right. something. People say that. They and, do? Yeah, they do. Because it's a thing where a lot of people, I think, think they are for some yeah. weird reason, but they're yeah. not actually. Yeah. But You know, and, and I know a lot of um, 
you know, to calling people Native Americans versus American Indian. Yeah. That actually American Indians talk about this as being Native American is actually someone who was who was born in this in a certain region. Yeah, originally. we're all, we're we're all, all Native American. Right. But American Indian is a specific group of Americans. Right. And that's a more honorable term, I think. Than well, it's true. I'm reading a book about it right now, and the, the oh, really? author the author is talking about that how how um, you can use both, but. In the Native American community, whatever the American Indian community, it's more it's more widely used to say that because if you say Native American, that implies because it has to do with where you were born and the land right. you were born on. So, right. implying that someone's a Native American, it's like, well, we were here before America, so why am I a, a Native? Right. Amer- I'm, a, I'm a Native pre-American. Yeah, right. That's what they would be exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So American Indian and the tribal regions and calling them by what they you know, what they want to be called. Right. You know? we don't, so it's great. But you say grandpa. It is Cherokee, though. It really is. Yeah, you know? which is always hard to swallow for me because it's like the one that people most often say, claim uh, claim to be. It's not true. Oh, that's right. It's yeah, the so one that's it's, mostly a joke. But, yeah. You know, jokes like, yeah, I'm, I'm part Cherokee. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure down the line. Definitely. But in Grandpa, you can definitely see it. Well, we have a history. I mean, your Aunt Margaret has the all the names of the knows exactly. It was a right which great grandmother. And also, Oklahoma is Indian territory. Yes, it is. it is. It has been even now to this day. It's very. I know. It's, it's a heavy populace of of uh, American Indians. Right, and, and definitely the heritage is there. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, the Brit found out that she's uh, a quarter Navajo. No. Yeah, she found out. No. Yeah, she is. She's not. She's not Mexican. Well, I guess I, th- I thought she was Mexican. Well, she is, but a lot of Mexican people <laughs> with an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of Mexican people are uh, actually they're not mestizo. They're a hundred percent Indian. Oh, uh, Navajo or Hopi. God. Yeah, she's Navajo. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That is. Well, it's a good. It's good to be a mix. <laughs> We're all mixtures, right? Yeah. Well, some aren't. Some people aren't, especially in Minnesota. Yeah. They tend to be a lot of clusters of, you know, German, Swedish. Yeah. You know, but, they are. But what do you think? Because you've lived in Minnesota now for what? Uh, 39 years. So you've lived in Minnesota more than you lived in the South. But yeah. when you first moved to Minnesota, you were didn't like people in Minnesota that much, did you? No, it was, it was hard. I didn't even own a coat. You didn't? I never had a pair of boots but you used to always talk shit about Minnesotans. Be like, oh, they drive badly or they're they're rude because people in Minnesota tend to be more closed off. Right. right? They, they don't talk be, about things. It's not like they're not unfriendly. They just are not very sh- – don't share anything with you. And then down south, we always talk about – we always want to know what's going on. You know, right. we consider yeah. if, you, if you're someone's friend or you're close enough to like them, you're going to share with them what you're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, people will just say – in the Midwest, they always – everyone says – we have plans. We have plans. And the first thing I want to ask them is, well, what are you doing? Did you, do you still do that? I do, because they say, well, don't be so nosy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but Southerners are, that's where I'm still Southern, because Southerners are really nosy. They yeah. love to find out everything they can about you. And they, they love to talk. Right. And it's all in good, good, you know, it's not, it's all in fun. It's not meant to be anything well, else. But, to a degree, I suppose. Right. And, 
so I kind of that kind of carries over. But a lot of the people in Midwestern style is that they are less um, uh, just jovial and and small talk. They just don't engage in small talk. I think it's a more serious culture. Right? Yeah, it's more like because it has to do with if you're Swedish or Norwegian. There's definitely you're used to living in the snow nine months a year, so it's like just. Right. You're frozen. Your, your brain freezes. It's <laughs> like an austerity, right? Right. You're trying to survive the winter, and you're not really thinking about just, you know, not really, you know, it's not a got a casual stuff going on there. You're trying to survive, basically. Yeah. And it's just a different mindset. Right. You know? and I remember going to a football game um, when I was first moved there, and I thought, what is going on? All these people are sitting here like they're at a lecture or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, right. What are we doing? Yeah. No one's yelling or nothing's happening, but um, that's just the way they are. They, yeah, they it's get... definitely it's weird how Minnesota is a lot different than Wisconsin, because uh, Wisconsin people drink so much. Oh, I know. They drink. Ooh. I think I think there's something about Wisconsin. They drink. There's more beer. More alcohol. I don't know what this is. There's some statistic that basically uh-huh. is what happens in Wisconsin happens more than. It, all the other states combined. Oh. <laughs> I, think they, I think there used to be a point They're in time. They're out of control. <laughs> there's a point in time when Wisconsin brewed more beer than every other state in the union combined. Oh, I don't I know if it is anymore. It. But. I know I went to Dog Dogtoberfest. They figured out a way to have beer to make money for the Humane Society of Dane County. Right. And it, and it started at 11 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And there was beer going. And was, the place was filled with beer drinking. And nice. It was, just, it was at the Capitol Hill Brewery in Middleton, Wisconsin. This is where our where your daughter, yeah. our, my sister, lives. Yes. And she was working, a t- she was ha- helping with it and oh. um, volunteering. And I went, and everyone brought dogs in costumes, and, and they had a live band, and it was hilarious. But you like putting costumes on the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But the, if you want the dog to stand completely still and not move, and you want to take lots of pictures of the dog, just put a costume on him. Really? Yeah. He Why had, is that? He just cannot oh, tolerate your, your dog. Radar. Your little shit dog that yeah. weighs three pounds. Yeah. My dog takes bigger shits. Literally <laughs> takes bigger shits. Well, not quite literally, but well, close to. Yeah. He's little. He's a little shit. He's so tiny. He stinks. And, yeah. he's He's been on the farm with Maggie out in New Ulm. Surprising to get picked up the by German an eagle. German farm. Get picked up by a goddamn hawk. I worry. I know. Carried because, away. Yeah. Yeah, there's bald eagles in Minnesota. Oh yes, we have a lot. Chihuahua. We have a really have good population of eagles now. There. Yeah, and and they would do it. First place I ever saw an eagle was in Taylor's Falls. Oh yeah, yeah, they're definitely out there. In fact, you know, there's a lot of free range chickens, you know, chicken farms now. What? Yeah, chicken farms. And the, they're having problems because the eagles can get down there and they're snagging up those the chickens. They're taking the chickens. Bird on bird crime. Yeah, that's not fair. Well, they, it's causing a big problem for this. It is? <laughs> yeah, because they're, the eagles are feasting on all these free-range chickens. chickens. <laughs> well, I guess they can't, because I mean, it's, it's a region. Funny. Have, it's that's where they have barns. Yeah, but eagles are still the top of the food chain. Yes, but you, you know about all this stuff because how long ago did you become a vegan? Oh, God. <laughs> what? Well, well, at least after my had my knees replaced. Okay, which was when? Like, four years ago. Four years ago. You've been a vegan for almost five years. Yeah. And this is interesting, listeners. I think this is interesting because I grew up, because you you grew up in Louisiana, and you know you're a, a pretty. Do you think you're a good cook? Yeah. Okay, that means you're pretty good, I guess. I love to cook. I you like to cook, cook so yeah. that means you're good. At, I grew up eating crawfish etouffee and jambalaya with with uh, pork sausage and all these mm. things like that, which are very delicious, but also very heavy and definitely there's no like. Um, 
There's a lot of meat. It could be more meat. It's not like we eat steaks and stuff. No, but a lot of chicken, a lot of shrimp, a lot, a lot of, of a lot of, of uh, sausage. Yeah. You know, andouille sausage, and and, and I used. Um, Kielbasa. I came up to Mid- yeah. Rochester. I started using whatever I could find. Because <laughs> you can't get andouille there. Yeah. So you grew up cooking all this food for us, and I, all my friends would come over and be like excited to have this food because no one has that in Minnesota. At least back then, at least like 25 years ago, it wasn't a thing. No, now Cajun food is yeah, used it's everywhere. everywhere. But it's all trash. Believe me, it's all crap. It's because no one uses lard. Manteca. Oh. But now you don't eat that all anymore. Well, I make it. I love to make those. I, I like to make it, but you don't eat it because you saw a documentary, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're a documentary <laughs> vegan. Not really. Yeah, Not you are. I was, some of it was kind of, you know, what I'd you seen those before. Yeah. I knew about them. But then I got to thinking if I'm going to try to, you know, I'm 63 years old. Right. And I was thinking about turning 60 at the time. And I thought, well, I've got to. What's what caused me to have to have my knees replaced? What know? do you think did cause it? I don't know, but I thought if I can simplify, food is your food is right. your um, medicine. Food is your medicine. May medicine, medicine, medicine be your food, and food be your medicine, right? Hippocrates said. Hippocrates uh, said that. Yeah. Okay, I it's, thought it was uh, some. I don't. I didn't know. I, I think that's a very read. old. Yeah, it's been around. But I thought if I simplify everything and just take off all those all the added ingredients and artificial foods products and. And just try to change things up a little bit. Right. But if you don't do that, you have to go. You have to completely change over. You can't just do a, you know, fool around with it. Right. It, it took a lot of. Um, what are you doing to my? I'm just changing your voice to make it more dramatic. Oh, I can hear myself. <laughs> but but you, you did that because you think. The, it would be it's healthier. Right. And you've done it for a long time now. Yeah, it's starting to. It's it's pretty much. It's very easy actually. Well, because it's uh, you're used to it, right? Yeah, it's not that hard. But it's, so it's you started with a health with a health thing. That was the reason behind it, right? But you saw this. You saw a docu- I someone probably showed you one of those documentaries, right. like I Food saw, Inc. or something. Uh, yeah, or Jeffrey Forks and I, over knives. Yeah, we saw that yeah. with uh, Colin Campbell and Dr. Right. Esseltine. But they're very, um, I, they're extremely credible. And uh-huh. in fact, the, um, I think Colin Campbell grew up on a dairy farm in the Midwest. Okay. He he knew he knows about all that. I mean, it's very. Right, he's very um, aware of it. They were trying to kick him off the staff at the one of the medical center where at the Columbia, I think, and he was because of what he was saying was so, you know, not what people do. It's very. What was different. he saying? Well, talking about uh, not taking away uh, animal products off all completely. Right. Going because... to a plant-based diet in order yeah. to knock out type two diabetes. Okay. And it just works. Yeah, it does work. And the China study is the China ex- study. It's a huge study, and it's relevant, and it's and it's accurate. The China study is a study that they did what in the eighties or the seventies, right. and so a huge group of people in China who were uh, vegetarians, yeah, right? different regions of the of, of the continent to find out their lifespans and what they were eating and what what kind of illnesses that right. uh, they acquired, death rates, death age, and all these things. And they were able to link. Uh, the ingestion of dairy fats and animal fats with heart disease and diabetes, yes. are, like directly correlated, right? Yes. Yeah. It's and I I've done a lot of reading on it because it's a long right. Minnesota winter, as you know, and I'm sitting there, no one's talking to me anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> so I I read a lot of um, you know about nutrition, and I've since I'm an RN, I. Our ends are nutritionists. We registered learn. nurse, Elise yes. Pemberton, oh. registered nurse. Yes, that's right. I am a registered Elise Pemberton, registered nurse, <laughs> registered nurse. 
nurse, going to the hospital, bothering the nurses who are actually working there by telling them they're doing their jobs wrong, going in and asking, where's the RN? Where's the head nurse? I used to be a head nurse. Why is this IV this way? Why is this here? How come these flowers are so close to the bed, registered nurse? Super annoying bitch in a hospital, Elise Pemberton. Going in and making everyone feel bad. Causing more problems than already are there because she has to say stuff to the nurses who are working just because she knows a thing or two from way back when. We used to do... I still actually... I still, I still think about it all the time when I see people wearing scrubs yeah. out at lunch. Right. I'm like... Well, you just defeated the purpose of wearing scrubs, asshole. I know. Because they're supposed to be a sanitary garment, and you're wearing them out to TGI fucking Fridays or Subway, having a cigarette clomping through dog shit and cat True. fur and who knows what else. No kidding. I know. Rubbing cash all over them. Go figure. Yeah, and then they go back in the hospital. Right, with their long hair hanging down all yeah. over, and, they, and they're um, sitting at their, at their computer Looking at the computer screen all afternoon. Yeah. And the patient in the next room has a black toe, and they don't even know it. Because know? they're not checking enough. No. Well, isn't that, well, I, we can talk about that later, but what I want to hear more about the, so, because I want to play devil's advocate with the China study, because yeah. there's always people who will say that um, the what they're looking at in terms of that, well, obviously, if you're getting less fat and you have a, a diet that's rich in, uh, rich in vitamins and minerals that come from uh, plant-based sources, mm-hmm. you're going to be healthier. Right. What do you think the cows and animals are eating? They're, They're eating, eating plants. <laughs> right. And, and you know, all the oils and tr- all the fat foods mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the, the products that we eat, they have all this canola oil, sunflower, all kinds of oil. And that's a building block for heart disease. It's true. What, what about the argument people will always make is that uh, animals that are wild animals, that are free-ranging wild animals to eat, uh, either if, if, they're, if they're a ruminant like a cow or a sheep or a goat, if they're eating grass, or not, not just grass but a mixture of grasses, if they're eating that and they're, and they're, not, treated, they're not treated with any sort of hormone or antibiotic right. therapy, then the products from those animals, whether it be meat or dairy, uh, they have a different type of fat than because what they say what they say is that has they have medium chain triglycerides right, right. as opposed to I don't know if it's long the chain, short no. yeah the long chain is bad that's what you get if you have, if you have, let's just say you have corn fed beef versus grass fed beef that's the difference and people will say that if you eat uh, beef that is just just saying beef if you eat beef that's been been pasture raised that it's different than beef that's been uh, factory farmed. Yes. And it's 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 actually good for you, as opposed to bad for you. But you say that that's that's not even 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 that's not good. Yeah, I don't think that any of those type you know meat products are are healthy because our we were not designed to eat meat. Our our digestive tract really wasn't set up. You know, animals you can eat eat, eat meat products, and right. they might eat a, you know like an eagle eats a chicken or what. Right. But they are you know the animals are set up with a short gut. And they can digest meats quickly and get it through. You know, well, predators can. Right. And we're talking about like dogs. Canine, carnivore, carnivores, yeah. right? But what we have, we have a very more complicated digestive tract that's meant to take on plant-type foods that are slowly digested. Yeah. And, and by forcing, we're eating the wrong foods, basically. But isn't it also meant to eat small amounts of meat protein, like small well, amounts of it? Because we're like bears. We're omnivores. We can eat anything. 
Yeah, we can. Like, we bears, bears eat mostly not meat. Bears right, but the mostly. reason we evolved is because we were able to diversify how we ate. Right. On, like, we were able to grow we could, grow food. We, realized not we, at, we were able to grow food and have it be available to us. Agriculture. Right. Agriculture Figuring changes. Agriculturally, yeah. certain times of in, in, say, hundreds of years ago and well, Middle thousands East, in, even. in yeah. the near, uh, say, in Eastern European countries, they were able to all of a sudden realize that they could have cow's milk, they could eat eggs. Yeah. So they, they did that because they would die if they didn't. You know, or, right. They had to do something. They didn't really have had good agriculture products. It was, you know, all these different phases of humanity. They, they adapted to how we could eat something and survive. Okay. And, but it didn't mean, but they were eating single, it was just a, they, your body can adapt to so many things. But, yeah. But now that we have so the problem with what we're eating now is that, like you say, they're eating corn corn fed beef, and you're right. having you have all the food products are are, are grown to look pretty, but they don't yeah. have any vitamins in them, or they don't right. have the same fiber. They're, they're monoculture. Yeah, and so well, it's changing the whole way we eat. You know that you've heard of Michael Pollan. You know? Yeah, I love uh, Michael Pollan. He's great. He he's he's well, on Michael there. Michael Pollan is not a vegan. I know. He's but not he, even a vegetarian. I know. But and he's he, very, everything he says is very smart, and he researches everything. Yeah, but I'm, I don't agree with everything he says. Yeah, but but it's you know he has he has to he's trying to reach a wide audience. But know? he's but he's not everything he says is he he doesn't mince words or anything. He doesn't, he's not saying things to be. And he kind of he tells tells it like it is. And, yeah. and lets you decide. He tells it like it is. And he lets you make your up your mind about right. it. But it's obvious to me that. He doesn't think. I think he leans toward the plant-based foods being more healthy. Obviously, it's true. But we also need some organ meat. I don't know. That's well. A lot of people. A lot of people are saying these days. A lot of people say you got to get that organ meat. Eat your pancreas. Uh, eat, eat eat your liver. Eat your uh, kidney. That's got a lot of. That's what. That's what. Back in the day, yeah. that was the first but, thing they get because I gotta get but, that kidney. But you were just saying. You just. You know, that's. Um, Back in the day. Yeah. Back in the day. But people haven't... Well, I'm just playing devil's advocate, I know at least. But if you eat a... Because there's you, an argument that humans haven't evolved enough. as fast as that we think we have. Because yeah. that's like 5,000 years, basically, since agriculture, right? Or something. Right. right. Maybe... Which isn't a very long time. I tell you what, though. I Most people, if they... The way the food's manufactured now, it's well, hard to be eat the way right. you think... To eat organ difficult. meats or any kind of be- because all the other foods are so unhealthy, you can't right. really. I, I think we need need to seriously think about our own the modern food. How you're going to be healthy, and the and the eating plant is is much healthier. You know, right? It's it more it's much healthier when you don't when you're if you're not a farmer or right. a hunter yourself. It's very difficult to get those things the way you're talking about. So it's easier to be healthy in that sense if you are eating just a plant-based diet because you have a greater control over the, the yeah. input of the thing you're eating. Right, and you can cook lots of fresh vegetables. You mm-hmm. can add beans and rice equals a total protein. Quinoa uh, too, right? Quinoa yeah. is a total protein have, by itself. You can quinoa, have, you heard of quinoa? Yeah, quinoa. quinoa. I love quinoa with some oranges. Oh, don't gross. get me started with fruit. But, but don't get Don't get at least started with fruit. <laughs> <laughs> don't get at least started with fruit. But everybody, everybody hates so- soy, and I don't understand why. Well, because they don't want to have breasts. You know what? 
animal products have more eating more hormones that's with true. dairy products than any soy what about products. what about my sheep's milk yogurt from bellwether she bellwether farms in sonoma county this is this segment of the advertising this segment of this segment of this segment of live to tape is brought to you by bellwether farms of sonoma <laughs> county making sheep products for the whole <laughs> family such as sheep's milk yogurt and plain strawberry blueberry blackberry Vanilla and the honey. Also, chevre, also French word for goat cheese, is produced by Bellwether Bellwether Farms <laughs> in Sonoma County. What's well, not just wine? They do sheep's milk products that taste fucking delicious, and you can get them almost anywhere west of the Mississippi River. I actually got some in Tulsa at a Whole Foods at a Sprouts Market. I love every day. I start my day. Every day, Johnny starts his day with Bellwether Farms plain sheep's milk yogurt. The sheep is a ruminant, pastured animal that does not contain lactose like cow's milk and also does not have a nasty, goaty taste that goat's milk does. <laughs> sheep's milk, it's better than goat, it's better than cow's. Sheep's milk from Bellwether Farms. Thank you, Bellwether Farms, for FIP spawn. Thanks. Oh, thanks, Dicker. <laughs> What about Bellwether Farm sheep's milk yogurt, Elise? Mm, it sounds I'd try I'd try it, but it's it's again it's a it's an animal product. But what if you're like a shepherd in Mesopotamia, like five thousand years ago? There you go. And you're a shepherd and you're smoking your weed because you know yeah. shepherds smoke tons of weed. I bet you know? they did. Because you're so fucking bored being a shepherd, you sit out there, you read books, think about the light, about life and the stars, and you get high and you watch your you watch your uh, sheep roam around and you have for lunch you have a bunch of fresh. Yogurt from your sheep, wearing your clothes that came off the sheep's sheep's fur that's made into right. wool, and maybe you have a little bit of just a little bit of this and that. But you're probably eating mostly plants. But you got right. that yogurt, and it's got yeah. all this good ends, all these B vitamins like in say, there. It's, it's a natural product, and it was good it for the time, the era. It was a it was a way to survive. It didn't. It, but what it about didn't have what, anything else? What about thriving, not surviving? That's my argument. As I want to thrive, not survive. Yeah. To thrive, I, I, to thrive, I have to eat manchego, and I have to eat, eat sheep's milk yogurt. Okay, then you should. Okay. you get a pass. Fine, you get a pass. Don't you? Do you think <laughs> you it's? Do. do you think it's wine o'clock? Getting there. Oh, Midwest Central Time. It's it is wine o'clock. It's wine o'clock. <clears throat> it is. It is five o'clock, and it is. It's wine time. Happy hour, wine time. I wonder if we can have. Uh, Central time is the only Since time. We, we can't stop the recording. Do you have a story you want to tell? Me? Why I go, go, why I go get what the wine? Oh, me? I don't know what to tell. What do you mean? A story? Why don't you talk about Monsignor Ducote? Mons- How did you know about him? Because I remember that name. It's, it's na- first name. It's the first time I ever heard the word Monsignor. Oh, yeah. This is you grew up in Louisiana. I know. You can say whatever Catholic you want. School. You know you can say whatever you want as long as it's truthful. Did you know that? You can? You can talk. If someone's, yeah, it's not libel or slander if you're saying the truth. And really? even then, that guy's anyone you know from who's old back then has long since died. That's true. They would it's never like the know. The Catholic Church is going to sue anyone for libel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Those fuckers don't know half what's going on. Like things are closing down fast. Yeah, Catholics are uh, they're outnumbered. God, I don't know. I'm... I think they could. I think they could. They could make a rebound if they just let priests get married. I know they should let priests get married uh, because stop stop sheltering pedophiles. 
I know. They can make a rebound. Because Catholics have a lot of cool shit going on. There's a lot of parties. And it's kind of neat. It's a history is amazing with all the yeah. martyrs. All the martyrs. There's some good stuff. I will argue with people that the Catholic Church is not all bad. And there's some fun stuff to be had there. Well, like, it, helped, it helped our hum- us thrive, our society. They tampered people down. And we were a bunch of barbarians, you know. Yeah. And the Catholics tended to, they, they were educators, you know. and they Right. That's a big thing is education. Yeah. They helped. They did a lot of good things. But then yeah. it got out of hand. It's got out of hand. Well, it's not like a singular thing. It's it's t- different different places different things but there's definitely the well, well you know when you were uh i was thinking it's a well, big topic. Oh, i shouldn't say this you should say it but this um when you think about the God. Uh, catholic church you know and i know that you all went up went and were baptized and you went someone went you went to catholic school off and on yeah. most of you and then you were confirmed and then i stopped right there i thought well now it's up to you you get to choose now that you know know what it's like to have been in the largest cult, the world's yeah. largest cult. <laughs> so, so yeah. then if you're in life, it helps because then you can identify all that stuff and know that's not the best thing for you. <laughs> you know, you mean what do if you, you mean? don't want to be in a cult, you'll okay. know what it is already. Because you're because you've been in the Catholic Church. Yeah, it's kind of like that. This is pretty cultish because there's like this weird sort of protective instinct yeah. that people have there when they want to help their own when really. Maybe they shouldn't be helping. Yeah, and people um, listen without, they do not question anything. Yeah. It's just, it's totally, okay, that's what, it, it is that, and I'm not going to question this because right. this has always been this way, and we don't do it differently. What were you going to say that you say you shouldn't say? That, it, that about the cult. Well, oh, that, okay. That's not so bad. <laughs> I don't want to talk me. about the cult. People, you have no idea what people say about, you could, you could. You could try your hardest to say something inflammatory about the church, and some person on radio would have said it ten times worse. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, I just don't understand how. I, I wish it had just started over a few years ago. They should have just gone down to the simplest form and reinvented the entire thing. Vatican three. Yeah. They need Vatican three. Priests get married. Women can be. Can women be priests now? They can't. Can no. In yeah. fact, oh, women no. need to be able to be priests. Can, well, Pope, he's getting a lot of, um, he's getting a lot of, you know, people don't like him. This new lot. Pope? Not as much That's as because he's too progressive, right? right? He, he's very, uh, he's very inclusive. He smokes cigs. He's inclusive, yeah. And he he's likes very- punk. <laughs> he likes punk rock. He does. <laughs> he, I mean, he's a great guy. He's, he's a, you've met him? No, but well, I've seen go. him, I've seen him on yeah. TV. <laughs> I've seen him on TV. He's a great guy. TV. He's a great guy. I've seen him on TV. Yeah, I did. But they also need yeah. to allow gay Papa, people in church, Papa. right? Papa. Papa. Well, Did you don't go to church anymore, do you? I do. You do? No, you don't, no. do you? I think you did. No, they didn't like me. What do you mean they didn't like you? Because I'm divorced. Oh, so have you been ex- you haven't been excommunicated, have you? Or is it no, de facto excommunicated? No, I might as well be. Really? Why is that? Well, they just don't know what to do with me. Oh. I was trying to help with after Hurricane Katrina with a big project that to help you know right. they were sending down teams to go work on right help another p- church and parish down there in Biloxi and Waveland Mississippi right there they got hit really hard right. and so I was you know helping pack all this stuff up so that they could get people down there who know how to do electrical and drywall and right. and they was talking about who who could go and who couldn't go and I sat right there in the this meeting with everyone and they they didn't even say well would you be able to go? Right. Have, they didn't want me to go. Why not? <laughs> because I'm a single lady. Oh. And they would be mostly, they're 
all these people's husbands going down there too. Oh, they so it's some sort of a thing where it's, yeah. they consider it an occasion of sin. Yeah, I'm like a loose. <laughs> I'm just. Uh, I don't fit in anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have anybody to go with. I would be kind of like uncomfortable to have someone like me there. Mm. So I thought, oh, this is weird. So. <laughs> So I just collected as many drills and boots and all the stuff I could get, and then I finished that project up, and right. then I signed up to do decorate the church for Christmas, and then, you know. What? What did they say? They didn't say anything. That was just it. <laughs> they didn't oh, say anything. They, they signed up, and they never, t- never called you? Right. They didn't. They, I would show up there, and they'd all be done already. Maybe because you called them a cult. No. What do you mean? You, sh- you showed up, they'd be done already? That's not true. I don't believe that. No, they didn't. Um, they, had a, they didn't want me to help. In fact, they had a Mardi Gras. They have a Mardi Gras party there every year, and they never asked me to help with that either. Well, sounds like... It's okay. It wasn't a very fun Mardi Gras party from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Doesn't sound like Mardi Gras to me. That's not a... No. And especially it's in the church, you know, the cafeteria. The cafeteria of the Catholic yeah. Church? And that's not a Mardi Gras party to me. Yeah. Mardi Gras, you have to get drunk. Yeah. I'm going to get us, uh, I'm going to put this on as uh, break music. It's not going to be a break. We're not going to stop recording. I'm going to get the wine and I'll be back in 20 seconds. Right. Here, hold this by your mic. Hold okay. Hold by your mic. Ready? Hold it right there. Okay. okay, I'm holding it. Don't go away. I see Johnny's tripping out. He's going out. Oh, my goodness. I can tell you some stories about him, but he'll be back before I finish, and then he'll hear it anyway. No, here he comes back. Stand by. Stand by. Don't go away. Here he is. Okay. I got the wine. I got the wine. I got the Lisa's talking medicine. Oh. I have. I actually have a corkscrew here. I brought. Here, let me have it. I'll open it. You want to open it? Yeah, sure. you're pretty. You're a pro that. at this. Here you go. Let me do that. Here you go. Oh, this is a twist top. Well, I know it's not it's a twist, a twist top. top. That's a cork. It's a twist top. Is it? No, it is a cork. <laughs> it's a rare cork. You get really good at opening wine in Minnesota. Why is that? Because it. We drink a lot of wine up there in Wisconsin and Minnesota. You do? I thought you drank a lot of beer. Yeah, just a little sip every, you know, whenever Fran wants sip. to go. Fran Lane and I have a few sips. So is that why you drink wine yeah. with Fran? Because you guys are sort of have just such different politics? She makes great G&Ts. So that's the irony to me is all these Catholic people, they're so close-minded and, like, don't want to go, they won't shop at Target anymore. But they'll also watch your uh, house or kids at a moment's notice and they, they drink so goddamn much. <laughs> No. Like you, you think that, that <laughs> you think that being accepting of alcoholics would give you some sort of compassion? <laughs> you think so? Because they're they're alcoholics. I know it takes the edge I, off being Catholic. Yeah, you have to be. Otherwise, you can't. Don't don't hurt yourself. You got it. Yeah, I do. I think I got it. Well, you can always twist it back. Use that. There's a second stage on that corkscrew. You see that right there? You know how to do that. Yeah. It's just, ah, it worked. Okay. There <laughs> you go. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. This is really nice wine. It looks... This is some great wine. Tell me what it's called. Just a sip. I'm going to have a sip. I'm going to have a sip, yeah. Are you driving or I'm driving? I'm driving, but you can okay. drive. I'm not driving. I'm not driving. That's nice. I, I have to have a little more. You gave me the, okay, the one without much in it. Thank you. That's, oh, it's way oh, too much. No, it's not. Feel my, feel my goblet. My goblet runneth over with <laughs> huge bear wine yeah. from Sonoma County. Mm, here's 
I mean, just I want to taste this. Is a wine? I'm in a wine. I'm in the Catholic wine tasting group. Too. Are you serious? What's well, funny? How come you still are so interested in the Catholic Church when you talk so much shit about them? Well, I grew up Catholic, so. So. Ooh, it's nice. This is good. This is a very. Oh, this is an oak chardonnay. Ooh, I can taste. Yeah, this is a very traditional yes. chardonnay. You know, the thing now is unoaked. You know that? Yes. I mm. know. But I like good, the oaked, though. but I do like the oaked. Yeah, the oaked is good because it is reminds me of. Uh, this reminds me of um, back in the day. When we had my graduation party. Oh, yeah. Had that tent in the backyard, yeah. and it poured down rain. Right. And then uh, we had a bunch of a bunch of those magnums of Woodbridge. Oh, yeah. That was cheap wine. Then That's we had... Party the, wine. Yeah. And you were smoking cigars out smoking there. Smoking cigars. And, yeah. and it was just a... And then my na- our neighbors were asking for specialized ice cream sundaes and, you know... The old of, doctor. Yeah. And, so you and, used, and, but you uh, used to be... You used to... You and Dad met in Louisiana, right? Yes, because uh, you went to you went to you went to high school. At, went to Catholic high school. Yes, <laughs> with Monsignor Decovi. Holy Savior Menard Central High School. What hat? Where was that? Where Monsignor Decovi worked? He, well, he was actually Monsignor Decovi was Ducote. at the Catholic. He was at the Catholic grade school. Right. I think. Yeah. What happened? What? But what, what was his deal? You told me the story about him. Oh, he was always had the big red nose, and it masked you know why the altar this, voice. Why was his nose red? Well, because he got into the altar wine. What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, he he was always, you know, he. You talking about the blood, the body and blood of our. Yes. The body, the body and blood of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, who was, his life was given for you and for many, so that you may live without sin. <laughs> the body and blood of our Savior Lord Jesus Christ, whose body was. What's the? How do you, you say it? What is it? Say it. How do you say that the? What is that they say? What's that called? The Nicene Creed or something? Right. How does it go? Oh, the body and blood of the Lord Savior Jesus Christ, who was given up for you, so... So you said it exactly right. Uh, I don't so know if I said I got it live. close. Not, not quite, though. Ah. But, yeah, so why would Monsignor Ducote be have a red nose? What do you mean? I don't understand. Well, because he was hung... You know, he would have a few drinks before Mass and during Mass and then after Mass. Oh, you mean he was one of... Uh, he, he was one... You know, four and five Catholic priests are alcoholics. Well, I know they have special guest houses for them to stay in to help them. After you know, they have yeah. recovery homes for yep. a lot of them. Because they Can you imagine having a life like that. that where, where you're surrounded by by Jesus's blood twenty four hours a day. Yeah, everyone's issues. And Part of your job by is, yourself every night. And maybe you uh, you're a pedophile. <laughs> it's hard to be. Oh my God! I know it's well. I don't know. I think he was just a good old fish and drunk. variety drunk. Right. And he would go and a lot of the altar boys would fill up the wine. They'd stand there and they they put the chalice out and they right. it was to pour the wine in during the before the consecration. You know, right. They had to bless it. And so he's pouring the wine the wine in and, and Monsieur Decotis keeps tipping at him, tipping it to pour more, pour, pour more, more and pour did. more. And so we would all sit there and watch how many times is that. Is he going to tip the altar boy, you know, to have him right. keep filling up his chalice? <laughs> and he would continue to, you know, every time, every time I went to Mass, that was what happened. And he'd drink it all down. He would. And wipe his face with a little linen cloth. Tap, a, special, pat it. a special Jesus cloth. Yeah. Did you ever t- take LSD? No, no, I didn't. Would you say LS- LSU? No, LSD. Oh. All that marijuana and LSU. That's the hate insane, right? <laughs> I love that. So you never take an LSD? You're, you're, you're no. the only one who's taken LSD? I don't. You know anyone who's taken LSD? No. Oh, Yeah, you no. do. I don't. You don't know anyone who's taken 
acid. That's not true. Well, you probably just don't know that they... Maybe they just didn't share that with me. What about the person... Didn't you, like, not become friends with someone because they asked you to get a roach clip from the hospital? Oh, yeah. I remember him. Who was that? It was... Just say it. It doesn't matter. No, it was someone in in my hometown. Just say their first name. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck wanted you to get... When you, was this when you were in nursing school yeah, or no, after? No, I was after. So you were working at Charity Hospital. VA. The VA in New Orleans. Well, this is in Alexandria. Alexandria, yeah. okay. Well, at what point did you move to... But tell, tell the story about Tell this dumb story about how you didn't be friends with it. You weren't friends with this guy. You're so anti-drug. Oh, that was my high school... But you were, he wanted you to get he wanted you to get a hemostat, right? No, this is this is another person. This is okay. another one later. What do they want? They just they said that's what you said. They were they thought I had was like an access line to anything they wanted. But you know? but didn't you say that he wanted a hemostat? Yeah. Just but just so he could smoke roaches. Right. So he could turn it into a little like a, a roach a, clamp. A clamp. Yeah. But not they didn't want perc- they didn't want uh, narcotics. Not yet. No, oh, okay. they didn't, but that was, you know, one of the... the testing? Is, yeah. that, is that a known testing right, thing? Right, right. I thought, no, 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 no. I'm That's the most that. boring thing to ask for ever, a goddamn roach clip. I know. You know what a roach is, Mom? Uh, no. You know, you know when you smoke weed out of a jo- smoke a joint? Oh, there's a little piece left. It's a little piece left. And you That's want, the roach. Yeah. yeah you, want to get, you want to get the rest so of it. So you can get all of it. I yeah. know. When really you could just roll the joint with a little tip on it with a, using a piece of a business card. Right. And then you have a nice a little, little, ciggy. little tip that you don't have to, you don't have to, no roach. Yeah, what's the problem with these people? I don't know. I think they're just <laughs> dumb because they live in Louisiana. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a few years before you were born. So right. Probably... <laughs> so eventually you moved to, to New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. After you went to college. Yeah. Because you got your degree in nursing. Got married to your dad. But you didn't meet dad in Alexandria. Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. How was that? He was at the VA. I guess I didn't know. I was always in New Orleans. No, then he was in New Orleans. He was fine. He was at Tulane. At but New isn't Orleans. there a VA in New Orleans? Yeah, and I worked there too. Okay, see, I guess I got that confused because I always heard the worked, VA and assumed it was. I New worked Orleans. at both of them. So, Dad, how come Dad worked in Because they were they went up there to do some of their training. So he was a resident. Yeah, he was a medical student. He was a medical student, yeah. and he went up to Alexandria, and you guys met there. There were a bunch there. of people there from Tulane. We were a right. big bunch of friends. We all knew each other. And, How far is Alexandria from New Orleans? It's about four hours or less. Four hours. Yeah, right in there. That's a long drive. Three and a half, four hours. Okay. I know. And you guys met up there. That's, is Alexandria But he was living there. He lived there for a, whole, oh. a couple of summers. Is know, that considered Cajun country? New, oh, Alexandria is on the edge. Oh. It's kind of like 30 miles from Cajun country. <laughs> What's Cajun country? Well, anything around Alexandria, south of it, you know, Marksville, Mansura, okay. Lecount, Bunky. Because the Cajuns like to be near water, or they dry up, right? Right, they have to be able to fish and you know, be able to get fish. in the water. Get, the water. I gotta get in the water. Yeah, get in the water. I know. There's it's, no bayous up there. But there in are a lot Alexandria. of French people in in Alexandria. Beaucoup de Français. Yes. Okay. We, and they have uh, a lot of. Um, you know, good food and you know, right. a lot of drinking. Boudin. Oh, God. You, really, you don't eat boudin anymore, do you? No. Tell the listeners what boudin is. It's just, it's a blood sausage. It's a sauce, blood sausage. It's like a, a pork and they put all the, it's like bloody, you know. Right, but it's not, just, it's not just uh, and sausage. And they put potatoes and. And rice. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm saying andouille sausage. Andouille, no, boudin. Yeah. So I didn't it's know about boudin a, until I was in college. Yeah. What is boudin? Isn't it just kind of a pork type of a... I think it's uh, pork sausage yeah, and... Yeah, mostly uh, pork and seasonings. And, pork and seasonings, and it's got a bunch of wild rice in it. Yeah. Wild rice, yeah. and uh, it's like supposed to be the best thing ever. It's kind of dry, yeah. I think. It's a bit, just a little bit 
Well, I don't fucking know. Yeah. You can cook it dry if you want to. Right. So you right. I don't know. I didn't get into all the. I, I'm tired of looking at all that stuff. I've got some cookbooks from New Orleans. I've got, you know, um, some of them are so. You know, talk about eating everything that moves. Yeah. That's what they do down there. Yeah. They have, you know, and it's it's too, a lot. Crawfish. Yeah, and pigs and pigs. And pheasant and squirrel. I ate squirrel when you I was did? a kid. Yeah. God, you're such a redneck. See, they would actually shoot the squirrels out of the fig tree. Right. And then skin them right out there in, in the yard. I could. I watched him do it. Who? My grandpa. He would just shoot them out because they're eating the figs. Yeah, they'd get the squirrels. Yeah. And we'd have them next to with for dinner with. We'd have uh, rice and. What kind of rice? Just regular steamed rice, but okay. they'd make a gravy out of the tur- out of the, the squirrel, the fried squirrel. Fried? Yeah. Not how do you make it? You have to. You can't fry something and get gravy off it, right? You have to. Well, well after you it. fry it, there's just all this uh, crispy stuff and left over. Pan fry. Yeah. Pan you fry. pan fry okay. it, and you have all this stuff left over, and you make a gravy out of it. Out of the squirrel. Out of the drippings. How do you how do you pan fry a uh, pan fry squirrel meat? You cut it into chunks or like what? chicken. You cut it up like a chicken. <laughs> like chicken. Jesus. Okay. Makes the world's smallest drumsticks. <laughs> but did you eat that as a kid? I had. I didn't have anything else. You eat squirrel we, legs. Yeah, they'd put them on the table. Are you table. kidding me? I didn't know that. Yeah, and we had little. Um, they'd have ri- Okay, here's the big thing. They had <laughs> rice and gravy. Right. Rice with gravy. Yeah. And then. They'd have uh, steamed or fried okra. Ah, oh, so good. And I prefer steamed, but yeah, and we'd have just other fresh things like green beans and um, and and bread. They just put bread like out of the bag, right? In a pile of bread. That was sometimes that's what they would have. Did Grandma have a kitchen garden? Yeah, well, she had lots so of, and then she had friends who would bring her vegetables all the time. Okay, right. So this people eggplant was a big one. Eggplant's a big one, huh? Tons of tomatoes, huge tomatoes. Right. Um, I don't know, just a lot of you know, onions, okra. peppers, okra. okra. Yeah. Um, that's what we didn't grow stuff like lettuce and stuff like that because it's too hot. There. Too hot, and the bugs eat it up. Yeah, I didn't eat much lettuce growing up. Really? Mm-mm, except for iceberg lettuce, and that's like eating no lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it's like eating nothing. Right. So. So you'd eat the squirrel. And beans, lots of green beans, string beans. Right, but that was grown all by friends or in the in the yeah. garden. Yeah, we had a garden, and I think she grew, grew a lot of things, and then I can't remember exactly. She had a lot of things brought to because they lived in town. Because okay. my grandfather, your great grandfather, he was the postmaster. Right. In St. Joseph, Louisiana. So he had to be, he didn't live in the country. Right, he didn't live right, right in town. They had a big garage with a giant gas tank the what, size of this room. It was like what? It was probably like a couple hundred gallons, right? A, a more, a lot more. Maybe like a 500 gallon yeah. gas tank. So he could gas his car up during the Depression. Right, he was the only person who had a had gas, he could afford yeah. gas, right, back then. Right, because right? he would work for the government and mm-hmm. you have to get your mail. Right. And he was, um, so that's how that happened. Right. But that tank was still out there all those years later. Wow. Mm-hmm. But was that the house that, that I saw? Um, you didn't go, did you go to St. Joseph? I don't I think, think I did, did, no. You've never seen that one. No, I haven't. But is that, what is that house now? Is someone who lives there? So it's an office or something now. And okay. Turned, and it's right next to the Episcopal Church. And it's still the there. Joseph. How big yeah. is St. Joseph? Oh, it's about... 1,500 people. <laughs> oh, so it's very small. Oh, it's is this, under 2,000. by the river? Yeah, it's right on the levee, right is across. It, is it across from Natchez? It's a, it's, 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 a, it's a little south of Natchez. Okay. So it's south of Natchez. Yeah. How about how much? Uh, it takes... Because Natchez is Mississippi. About, yeah, it took us about uh, an hour and a half to drive to Natchez. So St. Joe is really deep in Cajun country. That's mm-hmm. in the delta? Now, St. Joseph is more northeast. 
Okay. I don't know it's, the geography of it. That's that okay. Well. It's okay. east of Alexandria toward the on the Mississippi. Got it. And, and the so, Natchez is right kind of across. It takes it takes about forty five minutes to an hour to get there from St. Joe. Oh. And from Alexandria it's about another hour or less. So it's about two hours total. So when you when you met dad down there, you guys lived in uh did you live together in Alexandria? No. But you got married in New Orleans. Not married in Alexandria. You got married in Alexandria? In the same church that your grandparents got married in. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's interesting. St. Francis Cabrini Catholic Church. <laughs> so you guys got married in the Catholic Church. Yeah. And when did you move to New Orleans? Right then. Right then. So you any crazy in. shit? Yeah. What's the craziest thing you saw working at the VA in New Orleans? Oh, God, there was a lot of crazy stuff. There was a guy, a nurse, uh, who worked in the cardiac intensive care, and he said he never slept. What do you mean? He didn't sleep ever. But he, that's he wor- not true. He'd no, be he dead. Said, he said, sometimes I just sit and close my eyes for a few minutes, but I never just go to sleep overnight. <laughs> maybe, he was, maybe he was really into meditation. <laughs> he was weird. <laughs> I know. Oh, one of the residents drank Dip It. What's Dip It? Coffee cleaner stuff. You put in your per- coffee pot to clean it out. He drank it on purpose or dip by it. accident? It was an accident. Oh, what happened? Did he die? They get so tired, they just pour it into their cup. We said, no, no, <laughs> we're cleaning out the pot. There's dip it. It's called dip it. I don't know. It was a product that okay. you used to clean out your coffee pot. That doesn't sound very crazy, though. Oh, it it must have been stuff. Because you used to talk about, well, because you worked as a nurse in Rochester for a while as well, right? Yeah, in surgery. And you know, that's the sort of a thing that people don't realize is that surgeons are in a sort of a similar way to fighter pilots where they're sort of... Uh, they kind of have a lot of bravado, and they right. will do and say things with impunity. Yes. Because uh, well, there used to be like a real hierarchy in a hospital where if a doctor says something, it doesn't matter what that something is, you have to do it because they are your superior. It's like it's like the military kind of, right? In right. Little, some, in some way it is, right? I think it is, yeah. Well, they 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 definitely call the shots because they're the ones making the decisions. And if, you're, <laughs> if you were a doctor or a surgeon... At some point in time, you could pretty much do whatever the fuck you wanted to do, right? And right. no one's going to tell you otherwise yeah. because you're – that's – Yeah, because they're the ones who take on the responsibility. They're the right. ones who take the chance. And to actually be able to open someone up and operate on them, that takes a lot of, lot of you know, lot takes of guts, so to a speak. a lot of confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of confidence. So you end up being a person – sometimes that kind of can go to your head and you end up being yeah. kind of an asshole. <laughs> There you go. Isn't you it? can't. You, yeah, you be, think of yourself as being above everyone else because you have that control over their their lives, basically. Right. And you, it's a, it's something that's it does take a talent a talent to do it. It's not just. Right. I mean, it's a combination of things. It just doesn't. You can't. A lot of people couldn't learn it if they try. They just could never do it. Yeah. It, it takes, even if they're very smart people, they just can't do it. Because it's a weird mixture of intellect and right. uh, physical dexterity yeah. and confidence. It's right. almost like a sporting sort of thing. It is. And I, I remember I asking your dad about this. I said, well, how do you like, even though I'm a nurse, I'm still always a, you know, it's kind of a wild scene in those operating rooms. And I said, I said, how do you like going in there, cutting something, doing this every day, you know? And he says, I love it. You know, you, you have to love it in yeah. order to, you know, if you don't love it, you can't enjoy it. You would hate your life you right, know, as a doctor. It's, it's terrible because you have to see right. sort of terrible things. Right. People die all the time and you can't help them. Yeah, and you have to go in there and say, I know I'm, he, he, he knows what he's, he likes what he's doing. And he, he, every right. day, he's never been any, he never would come home with saying he had a bad day and he didn't like, it was sad. or He would just right. never, it was never discussed. 
And I used to ask him a lot. I used you to did? Because listeners, my dad is a colorectal surgeon who should be retiring soon. Yeah, he's a general final. surgeon and a colorectal surgeon specialist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's an author as well. Published yeah. author. Yeah. But when he, he came home one time and talked about how he uh, had to save some guy's life who had been hit by a train and he died. When was that? This was probably like 20 years ago. Oh, wow. I didn't... Oh, oh, he, they brought him in. He was on yeah. call. He was on call. He yes, went to the yes. ER. Oh. And then some guy was hit by a train. How, like, basically, if you get hit by a train, you're, just, you're, you're pretty much dead. There's yeah. no, almost no chance. But he, he had to be have, be, have emergency surgery. And he, uh, oh. he didn't yeah. live. But that was, like... That's the most ever he's ever told me about that stuff. No. I went to one time, went and saw him operate. Oh yeah, I remember you got guy. you got in before they, the clinic doesn't let uh, any um, one come in to the operating room. Not even the the you know the children Family. of the surgeons who never get to see what their dad does because the privacy regulations or something. Now they won't let you come in. And, yeah, this and, is the Mayo Clinic we're talking about yeah. in Rochester. And they and they're you know that's a that's fine, but you know it's a teaching hospital. You know it's a yeah. teaching it's a, and well, it's just an absurd thing where things are more everything is generalized as yeah. opposed to I don't know. It's just it's a new world. Yeah. Well, the Mayos learned from their dad. Right. They went in and watched surgery, and in fact, yeah. your dad went into his dad. Dad watched. Uh, he was a thoracic and heart heart cardiac surgeon. Right. He used to go in and scrub in with him. Right, and watch. And you have to observe to. I think to that's learn. how. Yeah, to be able to. In Mayo, they always used to watch surgery for a number of years, and then they'd finally let them tr- do it. But by watching, they learned all but of it. They, they still they let students so watch, though. They still yeah. let students watch. Oh yeah, they, they can just go, don't let, oh, they just, let non-medical personnel. Right, they won't watch, let kids, yeah. go, children go in there. The even yeah. though. I don't know why not. What I was surprised at when I watched it was how not squeamish. It is, it's not disgusting mm-hmm. or gross. For some reason, it's because you're there. Yeah. I think it's only gross for people when it's out of context. Right. But when you're in there and you see it, it's not gross to you because you're seeing this thing that it makes sense. It's yes. Like, you're, not, you're not having dinner on an airplane at the same time right. you're watching, so <laughs> it's not gross to you. Yeah, it becomes a mechanical, you know, technical Setting. So my dad got pissed because this guy was so fat he couldn't get his anus oh, yeah. open. Remember that time? He's having a hemorrhoid surgery. You have to open up his anus with oh, a special thing. Oh, you were thing. watching that? I was watching it. And dad was like, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Because this, this guy was so fat. Because that's the unfortunate thing is most people who have colon problems are also fat because it's a dietary thing. Going back to what you're talking about, where people who are eating these bad things, you're eating processed foods that are high yeah. in sugar and, high, and refined sugars. They gain weight, but they also develop irritation of the large intestine because they get diverticulitis, which leads to Triggers colon all kinds cancer of and all kinds of things. And so you have these people they're operating on. You used to talk about this, how Dr. Dr. Saar, you can tell what, what, what oh, yeah. patients operate on because you – tell me this story. How You can tell what, what, what room his patient's in. How do you know? Oh, the wheelchair? No, you're saying because they have the, the, gigantic, the gigantic chair outside the door? Yeah. Because it's people who are who are <laughs> so obese they can't sit in a normal chair. Right, right. They yeah. have the three foot wide wheelchairs, and oh my gosh, huge. But he would do stomach stapling surgeries and stuff, right? Yeah, so he, he did those bypass yeah. surgeries like that. They're big. Right. I mean, people have to shut down. It's a trigger mechanism in your brain that triggers you to want the foods that are right. addicting. Those the highly refined products. Yep. And if you could take yourself, stop that trigger trigger then you can get some control over what you're eating and not eat junk that's true because that's how they get so heavy mm-hmm. 
Do you think you've become uh, more liberal in the past, like, 10 years? Probably. Like, like, more progressive or whatever? Probably. Because you weren't always that way, because you grew up in Louisiana Catholic Church, and you were a redneck, so you were conservative. <laughs> but you and Dad got divorced. Yeah. That sort of, how that affect you, you feel like? I mean, it's obviously like it's a broad question. It's a super loaded, broad question. Do you think well, you drink like more wine anybody, since you got divorced? Yeah, just like it would anybody who, you know... Had had a certain lifestyle for over twenty five years. It, it would be a big change, <laughs> right? But you mean in lifestyle? Do you mean like in terms of status or like yeah. money? Because it's not like you you still you still have a great life, right? You still have a great yeah. I mean, so the same fr- like, yeah, same friends. Yeah, you don't you're not you're not uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel or anything. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. But I come true. to think about it, I kind of wouldn't mind scraping the bottom of the barrel because there's probably a lot of nutrients in the bottom right. of the barrel. <laughs> if you scrape that barrel. <laughs> you make the best use of anything you have. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? But So when you guys first got divorced, it was a big change. Yeah. But do you feel like you've probably gotten used – do you feel like you've gotten used to that at this point? Like yeah. your life, your life now, it's relatively normal or relatively – I've adapted. I adapted well. You've adapted. Yeah. I don't think, you know, it's, you can't sit around and feel sorry. But you can't do that. You know, it's not productive. Right. And it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, and a lot of people come depressed and all that stuff, and you can, but I always stop myself and think, wait a minute, there's something going on out there. I could do something. There's something, someone who needs more things than me or might need a dinner made or, you know, right. there's always something out there going on. And it's and I just have to tell myself not to dwell on the issues because it and it just no it's not not doesn't go anywhere. It's uh, self depreciating. So but was there anyone who talked to you about that stuff when it first happened? Oh yeah. Because I was uh, how old was I when you guys got divorced? You were in college. I was in college. I was sort of away. It wasn't really yeah. wasn't really a part of it. Yeah, you were. In Even college. though it was a thing, but it yeah. wasn't uh, to me. It didn't didn't affect me as much because I was older. Right. But were you worried about uh, Maggie and Lauren and Jeff, how they would deal with that? Yeah. Who did? You, were, there, were there people, though, because for you it was a specific thing because Dad came out of the closet. <laughs> I've talked about, I talked about, with, 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 talked about this with Jeff, Mom, on the oh, podcast. Yeah. So oh, God. It's not a secret. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because Dad's... Hi, Jeff. Yeah, hi, Jeff. Yeah, Dad's gay. Dad's a, <laughs> dad, Dad's a man who likes other men more than women sexually. That's what God. that means to be gay. <laughs> You know, Dad still is like I talked about this with Jeff, but God. it's like Dad doesn't know. Dad doesn't want to. He's come out, but he still hasn't to some extent. Because I remember I was in his house and I'd see like there's some magazine. I don't know if it's details. There's a magazine that's like the most conservative mainstream. Oh, Wilson, magaz- the Wilson Quarterly or something there's, like that. No, it's some no. magazine that like you can buy any newsstand. Oh, it's alternative lifestyle magazine. It's not really. It's not. A, I guess it's maybe a gay magazine, but it's really, not, it's barely. It's not how it's how it's, it's the same as Esquire or anything. It's the okay. same thing. But he had that magazine. I think it's details, and I was it's like details. But I asked. <laughs> I was looking at that. He's like, "What are you looking at that for?" I'm like, "Dad, I, I know. It's like it's not like I know. It's, don't know. This right. is this is this is well after he this is after he came yeah, out. Yeah, this and moved is a long out. time. It's been four, 15 years at least. But that must have been a that's a different thing than having a regular divorce because normal divorce is something where. Well, you and Dad didn't hate each other. Though. No, there wasn't a thing because you guys didn't argue and scream. No, about we anything. didn't. No, no. Because most people who have a divorce, it's a thing Ooh. where you're arguing, you're yelling because the, the man has probably like 
cheated on his wife with a scrub nurse or something like that. That's how it is That's in true. Rochester. I know. Half the couples, half the couples. I had someone uh, call me about that during oh, the time we were going through all the divorce stuff, and they, not a lot of people didn't know about this. Yeah. And, well, another surgical wife called me and said, "You should, you should have uh, be on the lookout because there's a lot of, you know." Nurses and people up at the hospital, they're interested in our husbands. Well, it's true. And that's I said, all. thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's because why she had the same thing happen to her? Well, she was talking about, you know, normal affairs. Right, know, having an affair. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. thanks a lot. I appreciate that. But that happens all the, that happens all the time. But that's, that seems to be more, uh, more, you think it's more difficult or less difficult? I think it, in a way it's, it's more difficult. Because on the psyche of the of the wife, right? Because she she can't figure out what what why she she's not as good or as right. as valuable, right? Well, with your case, it's different. It was something where you couldn't possibly, you can't, you, just can't, <laughs> you can't. You're not a man. <laughs> there you go. You yeah. said it. <laughs> right. No, you're right. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't do anything about it. There was no way right. to. But it know. wasn't. It still wasn't easy. It was still something where. No, it was about have, ten years too early. Ten because, years too early. What do you mean? Well, nowadays it, this happens. It's like everyone's yeah. on this. Everybody knows well, nowadays, about it. Well, nowadays it probably wouldn't happen at all. Nowadays, I was talking with actually Josh Fadum about this. How it's an interesting thing because Doctor Josh Fadum. Doctor Josh Fadum. I was talking with Josh uh, about this. It sounds like a Doctor Josh Fadum. Because he, uh, we're talking about how what the happened is probably something that won't ever ha- won't happen any anymore, at least in America, because it's acceptable to be. Uh, homosexual, yes. so you wouldn't um, go through with the charade of building a family, trying to married, d- repress everything, because you wouldn't feel as right. maybe in like a small town, maybe in a, like a very small town, right. but you probably wouldn't feel as as the need to uh, masquerade like that, right? And right. so I think that this our family arrangement is probably uh, a limited bandwidth of time. Yes, it was. Yeah. It really was. And I thought, you know, someone said, well, why they had that vote no referendum? They made they re-voted on the referendum for gay marriage in Minnesota. Which is... Stupid. Yeah. Because it, it was more, already the law. It's beyond stupid. It's one of the most infuriating things that's ever existed. Yes. And so, uh, but it opened that up. It was out there, right. so to speak. And and so people started to understand. And, and I thought... You know, and they, and a lot of my friends said, "Well, you vote, you vote, you agree with that that gay marriage should be legal." And I said, "Yes." I said, I, "I would love for no one else to have to go through what I went through, right? Ever. And if it means letting everybody get married <clears throat> to each other, it doesn't. That's a thing with the Catholic Church. They they're so threatened by by um, gay marriage for some reason. They mm-hmm. spent millions of dollars trying to talk about the family and how the family is threatened by." You know this type of laws, and I thought, you know, it, it just what it is, and it doesn't threaten anyone. Doesn't threaten anyone at all. It's and, it's perverse to think that it does. Right. It doesn't make any sense. They were totally off on that, and I said that the law civil. I said civil marriage is different than the sacrament of marriage in the Catholic Church, and you can't no change one, a sacrament. Right. No and I said, that. why would the Catholic Church be intimidated by the fact that there that civil law has changed? If you can't get married in the Catholic Church, they don't. You can't ever get married in the Catholic Church unless you're a man, woman type of union. Right. And that cha- that's that. That is that. Which should probably change as well if the Catholics want to keep all their fucking money. <laughs> well, the Catholic Church isn't threatened because they have so much Ooh. fucking real estate. They don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, they pretty, they're pretty well set. That's and they have all true. the art, you can imagine. Art and real estate. But that's the thing is that, going back to what we talked about at the beginning, is your neighbor, they had, they had a vote yes 
sign on their fucking lawn. I know. I had next a vote, to no. But they had, like, it's so absurd to me. This, this is someone who you see all, almost every day. Mm-hmm. You probably hang, spend time with them socially mm-hmm. once a week or so. And they're a trusted person, someone you who you like and um, get along with. Yet they have this sort of thing where they're they're being passive aggressive by putting a fucking vote yes to define marriage between a man and woman on their front lawn, which is thirty feet from your driveway. It's almost I like they don't understand that. Well, I, I just think, don't get I think it. it was almost like they thought they were helping me. You know, saying. You know, we <sighs> yeah, it, it was bad what happened to you, and we wanted to seal that, make sure everyone knows that this is you know what it is, and you know so that and like punishing people who are right. that way. And I thought, and it was just the opposite for me. I thought, no, no, you, you don't get it. It's not shouldn't be that way. It should be that everyone, no one should have to go through this right. ever. No one should ever hide their identity or their thought, whatever they want to do. It shouldn't be that way. It's a very Catholic thing to want punishment. Yes, the guilt. Oh, it's Catholic guilt. You have to, you have to. Oh, I still have a little Catholic guilt on Sunday morning when I sleep in, but you know. <laughs> right. That's also a Protestant thing because the Protestant. Oh yeah, they'll call you though. Catholics don't call you. To ask you where you were. Oh, really? The, yeah, but the Southern Baptist and any, they'll call you up and say, "We missed you on Sunday." Yeah, the Protestants have a they have a different thing going on. It's not as interesting. Totally, not very many good comedians. You know, they try to make jokes about Lutherans. You know, they do. Well, Garrison Keillor did really well with that. Yeah, <laughs> well, the Lutherans are similar to Catholics, aren't they? They are Catholic light. Yeah, Catholic light, but they're very social. They are. The Lutherans are. They're very. They're very inclusive. Oh, Mom, do you have anything you want to plug? Like what? Do you know what that means, plug? Yeah, like, talk, you know, yeah, talk, okay. advertise. Yeah, what do you, what do you uh, want to advertise? Gee. Do you want to talk about the show? Yeah. Oh, which show? The show I do. Oh, yeah, let's talk about Son of Zorn. What about it? Talk about okay, it. Okay, Alan. I'm not going to talk about it. You can talk about it. What do you want me to say? I think well, it's you decide. Fine. You decide what you want to say about it. Well, I think it's fun. You think about it, and I'll do our finishing ad here real quick. You've been listening to Live to Tape on the Feral Audio Network with Johnny Pemberton, also known as the Executive Buffet for assholes, idiots, and non-compliant mother... If you want to donate to the podcast, please go to feralaudio.com and click on the Amazon button thing and shop to your heart's delight for beef jerky, paper towels, and onion rings. And we get a little piece of that, and it helps. That's the best you can do for the money you got for where you are right now. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. If you don't, uh, God have mercy on your soul. A non-denominational God, of course. Why would we make this specific to a religion? Thank you so much for listening. Please visit that page and buy all the products that are available there. Uh, and for our fel- a closing thought with Elise Pemberton, she will. You want to plug what you're, the thing you're talking about? Go ahead and plug the it. The Son of Zorn. What about on it? Fox. What time is it on? It's coming on Sunday night after football. Okay, well, this is going to air after that. So what? No, that's. Oh. Well, it airs at seven thirty, eight thirty Central. Seven. 8.30, 7.30 Central. No, 7.30, 8.30 Central. 7.30, 8.30 Central. What channel is it on? It's on Fox. What's Fox? Fox is Fox Broadcasting, not Correct. the news. Not the news. Well, it's the same thing. They own, they own the same thing. So. They if are. You, if you want to care about that, you can be a, a person who lives in a small town, a.k.a. a fucking townie. Yes. I'm so tired of townies. You are? Yeah. It's just they're all so... It's just... You do comedy on the road, you have to deal with people who are... 
townies and they just yeah. they care about little small beefs and you're like i don't have time for your townie beef really they just care about dumb shit well like son of zorn son of zorn okay i care about son of zorn i am the mother of zorn you're the, you're the mother of the son of zorn yeah. does that mean zorn and I, zorn's too young for me I don't know. You, you decide. I don't think he would. He doesn't. He doesn't care. I yeah. That's Someone it. Doesn't care. That's doesn't it. Care. I saw your legs on that show. Yeah, that, that was did. cool. That's pretty cool. I know. I'm waiting for more. More to come. Thanks, everybody.